Welcome back to another Juvie episode, everyone. Um, and before we get into everything, that was just looking at some reviews to review. So I can, you can keep looking if you want to look. Can I be honest? Yeah. We recorded uh, yesterday, so nothing new is coming through yesterday. That's true. Um, yeah, nothing new. You haven't seen. We recorded yesterday. This is, we were supposed to do this yesterday. Didn't do it yesterday. Doing it Part now. Part two. Part two. Um, yeah. Welcome to another episode of the Juvie podcast. Kind of a rushed, weird intro. Yeah. Um, but we're just running with you it. You kind of just started like without my consent. So. Yeah. But we'll talk, we'll talk about that after the episode. Anyways, you guys, if you're watching us on YouTube right now. First of all, hit that subscribe button. That's just like first things first. Yep. Make sure you like, share this video. It's going to be all over the place. We have some cool topics. We're going to get deep with you guys right off here on the bat. We have some things to share. Um, if you're listening on any audio platforms, you're hearing these voices, please make sure you've downloaded, left us a review so we can review it on the next episode of the Juvie Podcast. But listen, we're back. We are. 127 20. weeks at this point. Eight, I think, after this one. We're, we're somewhere around there. But that's honestly... What we want to talk about here off the bat, you guys, we've been now doing this for 128 weeks, and as you can imagine, a lot happens over two years. There's a lot of stuff going on in me and Josh's personal lives. We're also both in business, and there's just a lot going on. And honestly, after yesterday's recording, we were supposed to do another episode, and I was sitting here with the boys, and I was like, guys, I'm tapped. I don't think you know I can sit here and do another episode. And they're like, you know, what's good, whatever. We started talking about it, and I was just like, I, there's just so much going on. And I think, like, me and Josh always want to come here and give you guys, like, as much as we can. Yeah. Like, we know that we've built this platform and that you guys have really invested in us. Like, every time you click on an episode, we're so grateful because that's you guys investing your time. And, you know, me and Josh understand how valuable your guys' time is, how valuable, how valuable our, like, time is to, like, make these podcasts for you guys. And we wouldn't change a thing. But I think I just got to the point where I was just like, wow, this is like a lot. And yeah. I think sometimes you can only run at 100 miles an hour for so long yeah. before it catches up to you. And I think it's just it was part of it, it's part of my personality to be like, oh, no, things are just getting hard. Let me push through it. And I think at some point it just caught up to me. And that day when it happened to be yesterday with the podcast and I was like, dude, 128 weeks. Yeah, it's been a while before I keep going. What are you thinking about all this? I mean, personally, I think we've earned being a little bit burnt out yeah. after how long we've been doing it for. Yeah. Not saying we're going anywhere. Nothing's changing. Um, I think af after this long, it's natural to have like a, you know, I'm tired. Yeah. Like, let's let's just put it off for a bit. And I think it's like, you know, it, it, I, I've understood this as a consumer. You're watching a content creator. You're like, oh, this is their life. It's yeah. like, well, that's a part of their life. Like, yeah. you have to, you guys have to think, like, if we're living 24-hour days just like you and seven days a week, and we're in the studio only, like, recording for maybe two hours a week, right? Yeah. If, if that. And so that's two hours out of a lot, a lot of time. And we, like, have other things going on, and there's life happening to us as well. Um, but I think it's, like, it, it, it's partly our responsibility to come here and give you guys what we have to give. And I think the point of all of this is like some weeks we're going to have more to give than others. Yeah. And I want you guys to understand that like if, if any episodes feel like, oh, maybe the boys are trying this, testing that. Yeah, we're going to be testing new things. We're going to be figuring out, you know, what direction we want to take the brand. And like we have literally since day one, we've been so like transparent of like, hey, this is what we're working on. Here's what we're trying to figure out. Here are the problems we're running into. We want to continue to do that as we build this brand and figure out like what direction we want to take it. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, we understand that you guys have invested in us. Like when we think of, oh, we've built Juvie. Well, it's it, that's Knight and Josh, right? Yeah. It's like there's not much going on. We don't we don't have a built out team. We produce all the episodes. We do the research on all of the episodes. Yeah. 
There's we only ever been three people on the JV team. That's it, ever. We've, we've never brought on, and that's been intentional. We could have brought on an editor. We could have brought on someone to do our social medias, but I think we care so much about what we've built that we want to hand, like, sculpt it. Like, yeah. we've, we understand the value. Um, but, yeah, all that to say, I think just a reminder that we're also two teenagers trying to figure out we don't have all the answers, and we know that you guys come to us a lot of the time to be like, oh, the Juvie boys have figured that out. It's like... Yeah, we we figured out a very small percentage of what's going on in this world, and I think we're we're striving to continue to figure that out and bring you know bring you guys what we're learning, what we're going through, um, but also just a reminder of like there's other stuff going on in our lives that we're not going to come here and share just for the same reasons that you don't go out and you post you know what you're doing on social media, yeah. you know, yeah. So that's it. Yeah, that's what that's what's been going on. I just wanted to let you guys out. know that. So it's been a lot of Josh night times recently. That's because honestly, me and Josh have been so tapped that we haven't even really had the energy to think forward of oh, what's next with guests, and we'll get back there. But yeah. it's gonna be a process of us just figuring it out. And I think, you know, posting every single week for over two years comes at a cost, and this is that cost right now of us yeah. just being like. Do, what do we have the time for? We have the time to come in the studio with our very small team and produce the best 30, 20-minute episodes that we can. And that's where we're at right now. Uh, we're not a multi-million dollar media brand that has teams reaching out to guests. We don't have that. Yeah, That's not the direction we want to go. But if you guys are like, hey, we haven't seen any big guests, yeah, we, we'll get back there eventually. I think and we'll figure out what that looks like, you know? And we've also, like, transparently, we've been kind of figuring out where our content grows with us because obviously... It's been two years since we started our mission. Yeah. Our viewers have grown. We've grown. We're trying to figure out where our content is kind of landing, where we want where we want to take it in the next few years. Yeah. Uh, so it's also been kind of hard for us to find guests because we're like, what type of guests do we start looking for? Yeah. Um. So again, this is also why we're talking about this. Feedback. We always want feedback from you guys. Let us know who you think would be um, interesting guests, where you guys think we should try and take content in different places. Um. Yeah. And, and just know that, like, when this right now is me and Josh, you know, fighting to continue to build the brand, and we're doing that all for you guys. Like, we're, there's there's not really any other motives, to be honest. It's it's the people that come back every single week. We want to do it on behalf of the youth. And so, yeah, if over the next few months, you guys are like, oh, that was an interesting episode, or, oh, that was shorter than normal. Oh, we're not seeing as many guests. Yeah. Just know that we are, yeah, we're navigating a lot of stuff, figuring out where we want to take the brand, like Josh said. And so, yeah, just stick with us. If you're here for the ride, we appreciate you. If you're here for the TikToker guests, go find another podcast. That's not us, baby. <laughs> That's true. But we'll get back to the place where we're cranking out big episodes, and that might just look different. It might, yeah. Because, yeah, like Josh was saying, and might be running in circles at this point, but I just want to make it very clear, of like 14 and 16-year-old Josh and Knight are very, very different than 17 and 19 year old Josh and Knight. And that's time, right? Like that's, that's how this life thing works is like over two years and you guys have changed over two years. Yeah. You could have been a sophomore in high school and now you're going into your freshman year of college. It's like, well, yeah, a lot happens in that time. And you know, we've been here, we've sat behind a microphone every single week for two years. Yeah. And I was talking with Josh yesterday. I was like, dude, like what's interesting is like, I don't feel necessarily creatively burnt out. It's just the podcasting market is so tough because it's like we can't hire a new videographer that gives us new angles. We can't hire a new editor that edits, you know, our content because at the end of the day, it's me and Josh coming and sitting behind a microphone and yeah. giving everything that we have. And at some point, I think that tank just runs low. Anyways, all that to say, 
We're going to keep cranking out episodes. We love you guys. We appreciate you. We hope you stick with us for this ride. Yeah. Um, again, like Josh said, feedback. Shoot us a message. Shoot us an email. Where we read everything. Yeah. And we really do take it to heart. Uh, at the end of the day, we want to create what you guys need. Not necessarily what you want, though. So we're not going to bang out challenge videos, you know? Yeah, that's true. But we want to we want to make what you guys need. And If um, you tell us to start doing like Oreo rolling into hot sauce challenge on YouTube shorts, that will not be getting uploaded. Yeah. But, but if you're like... Give us something cool to talk about. We're always here for that. Anyways, talking about cool things, dude. Last night, I was doing the the, the YouTube scroll, right? Yeah. And I was like, dude, I need some creative inspiration. After having this conversation with Josh and Christian, who's our audio guy, I was like, dude, I need some new inspiration. I need to, like, I just need to be refreshed. So went to YouTube, and I was, like, scrolling around, and I was like, nope, don't want to watch Mr. Beast right now. Not really in the mood for Dude Perfect or any of these things. I was like, I need something that's, like, I don't know, like new and refreshing. And I scroll across this video and it's this, the guy's channel basically is he follows around these photographers and as they're doing their shoot, it's like a cute, it's like almost like a podcast running gun while they're doing the shoot. Yeah. So like they'll be like shooting him be like, oh, what are you looking for right now? Or like, what's your vision with this shot? And literally as they're like doing their craft, they're answering the question. So it gives like a very like raw perspective yeah. from like the creative. So he does it with all different types of creatives. Anyways. I stumbled across this photographer named Trevor Weiskup. Okay. And his, crazy name. Yes, and crazy photography. I have never seen a photographer do like this type of photography. It like it is so like like abrupt. Yeah. And it's not crazy edits. He shoots all on film and flash. Wow. This is the only way I can describe it. He will pick. So right now he's he's working on this this book that's gonna have you know all his different photos in it, and he's doing it all on Madison Avenue in New York. Okay. So for the next three years he's committed to only shooting on this block. Wow. And it's street photography, so it's only the people walking on that block. There's no models that come in. Yeah. Nothing. So for the next years he's just gonna be working on this block. Wow. He's not gonna go shoot on Fifth, Ninety Fifth, nothing. Just Madison. And on what, film. On film. And what he does is he. There'll be something. So he'll be like walking down the street, right? And there's someone walking here. And say it's like an old lady with a really cool outfit. He'll be walking, 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 swerve in front of her, take the picture, and keep walking. Whoa. There's never a conversation to be had. He will, it's in your face with the flash, and he'll just keep walking. And it, it is so, he captures the moment so well because he doesn't know the person. Yeah. He doesn't know if they want to be photographed or not. And if they want to have a conversation about, hey, why'd you take the, or hey, I didn't like that, he'll have the conversation. Yeah. It's like a part of his art to have like these interactions. It, to make it like the abrupt like moment they take the picture. Dude, it is crazy. I'll, I'll have to, I'll pop up like a video while I'm talking about it because it's like, so for instance, there was like this, one of the shots was there was like this mailman like in his truck and he like had the window rolled down, cigarette out the window and the crosswalk, people are going on the crosswalk. He had pulled a little bit too far in the crosswalk so people are swerving around. Yeah. So what he does is he walks in the middle of like walking. So cars parked here, right? He's walking here. He'll be walking, walking, turn picture, keep walking. And he never stops. That's so, so crazy. literally for like hours, he'll just walk up and down the block. It's, dude, it's fascinating. It's and people really just could just be watching and these guys Picture, 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 and just keep yes, walking. Yes, you have to watch the video because he's answering. There's a guy filming him doing it because he's doing the interview, yeah. right? So he's like, oh, what are you looking for in this shot? He's like, oh, I wanted to you know, find these businessmen who look like they're having a rough day. So he'll just walk. And then he'll like, oh, see businessmen? Boom. He'll like go in front of you, take the picture, keep walking. That's <laughs> so crazy. And only in New York does this work because L.A., 
people are gonna be like, oh, why'd you take a picture? Tag me in that. Yeah. New Yorkers don't care. No. There's so the much else thing, going I on. I think a New York would punch you if you got in that face. Oh no, he definitely does get some, some like altercations. But yeah. It's all a part of like the art, and majority of the time after he's described what he's doing, people love it. Yeah, that's cool. It really, really cool guy. So at he the has, end like, of the day, no one's gonna be mad. Like if somebody came and took a picture of me, I'm not gonna be mad. Right. Like if they think it's a cool picture, sick, then I'm on it. And he'll always compliment you as he's doing it. So he's yeah. like, oh, sick fit. Keep going. Oh, nice. And he doesn't stop. It's, dude, really, really cool. He only has 30,000 followers on Instagram. Oh, wow. I guarantee you, over the next few years, this guy is going to be... What's his name, Trevor? Trevor Weisscup. Hey, Trevor. We'll hit you up. We'll hit you up. It'll be a sick interview. Let's do an episode. Um, And, yeah, we'll make that happen. Okay. So, that's just... Last night, gave me some inspiration. Um, Has there anything that you've been watching, consuming lately, that's been inspiring you, like, fashion-wise or, like, creatively-wise or anything? I think one... There's two two things. Okay. One video, it didn't necessarily inspire me, but it was probably one of the best YouTube videos I've watched in a long time. Okay. It was Yes Theory. Everyone knows we're a big fan of Yes Theory over here. Yeah. Where they paid a taxi driver $10,000 to drive them across the world. One, that yeah. was probably my favorite YouTube video of all time. An insane, in such good storytelling on their part, dude. That man. So cool, dude. The sweetest. He like he like started singing them a song of I how know. much he loves them. I know, dude. Dude, if you if you want a good YouTube video to watch, it's about an hour long. If you want a really wholesome, like incredibly wholesome travel video to watch, watch that. It's the Yes Theory paid a ten thousand um, dollar, or paid a taxi cab ten thousand um, dollars. They drove from London all the way through France. And then I think they ended up in Portugal. Mm-hmm. Um, so they went through, I think they traveled five different countries and ended up in Portugal. Um, it was just the most incredible video I've ever watched. It was, it was so spoiling sweet. it. Like some cool surprises happened throughout the video. Yeah. That that one shot where they brought, they like parked the car right in front of like the Eiffel Tower. And yeah. And he like gets up on the roof, dude, or like on the So hood. cool. And then Matt arrives. Dude, such a good video. Yes. Incredible. Dude, like, continues to kill it, dude. Like, Every time. The, and the thing is, is like, they have hard content to like continue to evolve on. Yeah. And they've done it so well, dude. Yeah. Like insane videos. Like, did you watch their video where they were um they went to the temple in Belgium with the monks? I don't know if I saw that one. The Shaolin monks. It wait, is that the one where the, one of the guys on the team shaves his head? Probably. I don't think I finished it, but they like um they had to do like Shaolin strength training. Oh, dude, that's not... Um, so what they had to do was, it was like a 25-minute session. And they were like, if you say yes to this, you will experience pain like you've never felt before in your life. But once you start, you're not allowed to stop. So it was um, Thomas and then two of the fans that they brought on, this guy and this girl. So they have to stand there um, in like a, in a stance and then hold out their arm. And then with these bamboo rods like bundled together with a rope... They have to hit their arm 32 times. Themselves? Themselves. Turn it over, hit their arm 32 times, and do it on both arms. And then they just, like, have to hit themselves in different places over and over again with these rods until they, like, their arms are, like, What does that help with? It's just, like, turning your body into, like, a weapon. (sighs) So then after that, I did some research on, like, why do the monks do this? It's called iron fist training or, like, iron body training, where literally they will get a canvas bag filled with gravel and one of them will be one of the exercises is like you hold your hands out like daggers and you just like hit the gravel in the bags like this like a hundred times and then you'll like chop it with the side of your hand and then you'll slap it with back and forward like over and over again until your hands are like bleeding and then they use this like 
this solvent, this old Chinese herb or something to like heal their hands or like seal in their hands. That is so I was like, brutal. That sounds painful. Let me try it. Oh my gosh, Josh. Of course you did. So, um, so we've got a heavy bag in our basement. Um, and I'm like, I'll give it a go. I'll, I've been like boxing on it. I just finished my workout. Wait, um, how are you going to punch like this? I didn't do this. I did slaps. So I stood there and I slapped 32 times with the front of my hand, 32 times with the back of my hand on both hands. <laughs> my hand is, it hurts to like touch it. Like the back of the hand dude, sounds so painful. It hurts so bad. Ah. So I was like, I'm going to keep doing this till I get iron hands. Cause I'm like, I want to see if it works. Um, but it was, it was kind of crazy. Dude, the things that curiosity will uh, make us do. I know. Straight up pain. Yep, like, what I was, feel pain in my hands. What was the other thing that's been inspiring you recently? Oh, yeah. Um, not inspiring, but I feel like it's going to inspire a lot of YouTubers. I think Max Fosh, don't know if you've heard of him, I think he is the future of YouTube. What makes you say that? He has become, or he has made some of the most creative YouTube videos I have seen in a very long time. Titles like I've never experienced before. Like these amazing ideas. One, I was telling you about it the other day. So his idea and his dream was, I've seen YouTubers take quail eggs from the store, um, incubate them and actually hatch a quail. So he's like, why couldn't I do that with fish eggs or caviar? That sounds a hundred times harder. Sounds crazy. So he's like, I want to try this. So he does some research. He finds out that, yeah, it's pretty much just as simple. Like the way that fish fertilize their eggs, they lay a ton of eggs in the sea. Then the daddy fish comes along, lays a ton of the other stuff, and they all get fertilized. Okay. It's as simple as that. So he's like, I'm going to try it. He orders some, um, I think it's carp caviar. Okay. And then he goes like, to a carp like, farm. Like caviar, like meant like, to Yeah, yeah, to like have on a cracker. Then he goes to a carp farm. Hold on. How... So you mean you say when we eat caviar, it's fertile? No. Okay. It's not fertilized. Oh. That's why he needed the sperm to fertilize it. Okay, fair enough. Okay. Goes to the fish farm. He gets the product. Does some magic. Does some magic. He then home fertilizes the caviar in a bottle of, in like a tub of water. My gosh. And then over the next few weeks, spawns a fish. One singular. One singular fish. Was there a lot of eggs? Yes, there was like there wasn't a ton of eggs, but the chance of him spawning one egg out of those was like one in a hundred, and like one egg out of like thousands spawn. That is insane. And you, he literally shows it. It like starts this big, and then it starts growing like this and this and this. And you think it's hundred percent real? I think it's real. Okay, I'll I believe that it's real. I okay. thought it was crazy. Okay, what's this guy's name? Max Fosh. Max Fosh. All right, Josh is calling it now. Twenty twenty five. How many subs does he get? Uh, let's see how many subs he's at now. Um, that if that if he's actually doing like that type of style, oh, I I agree. I haven't even dude, seen the video, he, and I think he'll get there. And he's so funny as well. How old is he? Early twenties. He's got two point one million subs. Okay, I'm saying twenty twenty five. He'll have a diamond play button. Ten mil. Yeah. All right, Josh is calling. It I think he's doing super well. All right, on the topic of content that's inspiring us recently, I watched a show in two weeks, and I. Don't remember the last time I really got into like a TV show. Yeah, The Bear. The first season came out I think like two years ago, and the season two just came out last month or uh, two months ago or end of end of June. And I was like, I just I got it. I got to start watching this. Yeah. And like I said, I watched two seasons in about a week and a half. They're thirty minute episodes, eighteen episodes across both seasons. 
it is the best show I've ever seen personally. And the acting in it is just ridiculous. Long story short, without giving anything away, you have one of the best young chefs in the entire world, for whatever reason, comes back to Chicago and works in this sandwich shop. And it, I recommended it to a few different people. My dad started watching it, and he's like, I need a Xanax after I watch this show. Like, it is so intense. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, like maybe it's intense. And then I talk to someone else about it, and they're like, yeah, you know, like I'm going to watch one episode at a time. And I'm like, I heard it was pretty heavy. I'm like, what is, like, what is up? I, I mean, I, I get it. And I realized how much the intensity was actually what I enjoyed about the show. Yeah. And it's so real. Like, it's so, like, they have full episodes. I think there's maybe two or three across both seasons that are filmed in one take. Wow. So one camera never stops rolling. They never switch cameras. And just, like, you know, like, the artistic, like, technical, like, work that it takes yeah. to do that is ridiculous, dude. I mean, like, you have characters changing outfits while the camera is still rolling. Like, you're wow. switching. Anyways, dude. Acting in it is ridiculous. It's it's this young actor. He's not actually that young. He's probably like late twenties. Named Jeremy Allen White, and he grew up in Brooklyn. So I I basically after I finished the show, I did a deep dive on this guy. I watched the Eleven Things You Can't Live Without with GQ. Yeah. I think well, that's one of the best YouTube series. It's cool. Yeah, you get to like hear all these different things about you know these different celebrities, like little random things that you would never think that means that much to a celebrity. Yeah, my goal is to do one of those one day, dude. Yeah, I feel like I'll have like I don't know. That's just one of my goals. Um. Anyways, he he's grew up in Brooklyn, lived in New York his whole life. Obviously, the show is based in Chicago, and so he's like, I grew up eating at bodegas and you know yeah. these little mom and pop sandwich shops. So he's like, I was playing a character, but he's like, I've been studying this character for twenty five years. And yeah. I was like, that makes so much sense. Cause you ever watch a show and you're like, I wonder how different this guy is in real life to his character because it seems so real. Yeah, that type of acting. I love you know? that. Super duper good show. So I totally recommend it. Inspired me to um, say yes, chef. And yeah. Like a lot of stuff like that. It also makes me want to yell a lot more. I'm not sure if that's a good side effect, but it like there's like so much passion in the yeah. aggression, you know? Dude, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Chefs. Dude, it is no joke. It's freaking I, gnarly. I didn't. Josh would always tell me like, dude, you don't understand like how intense and brutal these kitchens are. I was like, I get it, but I don't get it. And I watched this show and I know it's acting, but it's it, they're replicating real kitchen. Yeah. That's. It's insane. No, like, it's it's re- like a lot of chefs have like insane stress disorders because oh, it's I, like brutal. I can imagine, dude. It's it like I didn't realize how chaotic it is, and I'm I'm sure like there's some restaurants that aren't like that. Yeah, but I think any time that you're creating something at such a high level, anything it doesn't have to be in a kitchen. Chaos is just a byproduct. Yeah, like, it just, and it's like, bound to happen. Yeah, because when they're creating something, especially as a chef on that high of a level you're trying to create perfection mm-hmm. and like if somebody in that kitchen is preventing you from creating perfection right you're gonna get mad i just i don't think i ever because i've never i've never eaten at a michelin star restaurant and now i really really want to because i don't want to spoil the show but at some point they there's a character in the show who's studying at this michelin star restaurant and obviously when they're creating the show they've they've gone into these re- the real life restaurants yeah. and studied it so that they can replicate it and I didn't realize how important the experience is of eating at the restaurant from when you walk in the door oh, yeah. to when you leave. Like, there's there's this position in in the show that one of the characters plays, um, and I don't know the I don't remember the exact name of it, but it basically his job is to make sure he's constantly listening to the tables and what they're talking about, and it's his job. So if they're like, oh, you know, I wish they had this there, he'll call it back to the kitchen and be like, hey, we need to make this. It's not on the menu, but this person wish they had it. Yeah. And, like, I didn't realize it got that, like, how, like, 
the level of the experience they're trying to create. Yeah, because with Michelin Star, it's not just about the food. It's the yeah. experience. It's the the atmosphere. Like the customer service, everything goes into account. Yeah. So you can have the best food. Oh yeah. But just if the critique, if the critic had a bad time at the restaurant but had the best meal they've ever had, you won't get highly rated. Like something I didn't know is like they realize who's slower and faster eaters, so that when the different um not rounds um like. Courses. courses. As different courses are coming out, they're like, oh, this table eats slower. We need to slow down the courses we're bringing wow. out. Like, to that level. Okay, this is a, the little spoiler. It doesn't spoil the show at all. It's just a scene that happens. So I'm going to talk about it. So if you don't want to hear about it, skip the next 30 seconds. But this is my last example. So there's this family that comes in. They're visiting Chicago. And the mom at some point mentions, oh, you know, I wish we could have had deep dish before we left. The minute that guy hears that, he calls his boy in the back and says, hey, run around the corner, grab a deep dish from the restaurant. We're going to chop it up in the back and make it look like we served it. Wow. He runs around, literally runs out the back of the restaurant, goes, orders a deep dish, picks it up, comes back. They chop it up, make it look like they do these circle things, whatever, and serve it like, hey, we... We overheard from a friend, right? From a friend yeah. that you want a deep dish. They serve the deep dish, not on their menu. Their team didn't make it, but all for the experience to rest. That's like, crazy. I just didn't, I never understood that level of excellence when yeah. it came to, you know, dining. Yeah, I mean, people forget that cooking is literally science. Like, oh, yeah. When, when you're making, like, I don't know anything about science. If you're doing science, it has to be like to the gram, flawless. Like, oh, everything yeah. has to be perfect. That's how these chefs in these high restaurants treat their food it's like not only that it's also so creative oh yeah so it's like you're following a formula that's already pre-decided but then the way that like i didn't realize how many like like different foams yeah. are made like I, emotions like yeah, didn't know that was a thing like fish foam and i'm yeah. like that doesn't sound like i want to eat it but i understand you know yeah and like i i love food a lot obviously people know that i don't love fine dining that's why i don't love high-end restaurants super much okay because I give two small portions. What if that's what you know you're going into, though? If I know I'm going in for that, then I'm game. But it's also like, at three Michelin-style restaurants, you're going to pay $700 for a five-course tasting menu, and you're still going to be hungry afterwards. Okay. Was it worth the $700? It would be. Yeah, I've, I've never been to it. Oh, 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 yeah. oh, I thought this is what you were talking from experience. No, no. My, so that's my parents the... went to 11 Madison Park in New York. Okay. It's in the top five restaurants in the world. Three Michelin-star. How long was the wait list for this? Oh, it's months. You got to book months ahead. So they booked. They booked months ahead. They were doing a, a trip to New York, and they're like, "We're just doing it," because um, Dad's always wanted to eat there. He loves Michelin star restaurants. Um, he will always spend more money on a really nice meal just for the experience, because it's like what he loves to do. Yeah. Um, they got the eleven course tasting menu. Apparently, by the end, they were like absolutely stuffed because it's just eleven courses. That's yeah, a that's lot a of lot, food. Yeah, even if it's small portions. Yeah, but the experience was just insane. Oh, I like, care about that. It's like if they brought out one round and it was like caviar and crackers, they bring out the whole tub of caviar, like a six hundred dollar tub of caviar that you get to keep. Oh my gosh! Like it's stuff like that where they'll give you like crystal champagne glasses that you can just take with you afterwards it's like the experience you pay for yeah yeah it's not only about like the food you're consuming no definitely not it's like no everything from start to finish you're supposed to love all the whole experience like a last example be this this like just continue to blow my mind they would do research on the people booking the tables because they got first and last name so they would scan social media and if they had two um if they had two families that were coming, say, visiting from the same country. So in the show, two families are coming in from Portugal. They sat those families next to each other because they realized, oh, they'd be speaking the same language. Yeah. Like things like, like they're literally researching 
and I don't know if that's fully real. Oh, I bet I feel you like it's it has true. to yeah. be. At, like when like when there's only seven tables in the restaurant, they have a person who's figuring out. Oh, they're coming in. Oh, they're visiting. Oh, this is a local. Yeah. Oh, they like if they've ever posted this type of wine that they like, they special order that wine for that table. Like just it's incredible. Like, it's incredible. It it inspired me. Not that I want to become a chef. I don't want to become a chef at all, actually, because it, it, I don't think I could thrive in that environment. Like I would just yeah. die. Like I yeah, couldn't, I couldn't do it. But I think it inspired me, like the level of excellence that people are willing to go for an experience, for like a, and just also like just creativity wise. I was like, wow, this is just like yeah, whole another world that I don't think I ever understood. You know, that's the part of a professional kitchen that I love. But I'm just like, that's too much, would too much ever? for me. I'd run, I'd own and run my own restaurant. And I'd like oversee. Okay. I don't know if I'd be able to actually put myself in the kitchen. So if a Michelin star restaurant were to reach out and be like, hey, we want you to come work for us for a week, would you go? 100%. Okay. 100%. You could do it for a week, but you're saying like you wouldn't want to go long term? Wouldn't want to go full time. Yeah. Just because it's brutal. Dude, you can't have family life. But I think 14 hour days, weekends, holidays. Like it's it's crazy, dude. I think what like what inspires me about that is the people that like they know that's what they're supposed to be doing though. Like yeah. they're dedicated to that. Thing. That's that goal. It's a dream. Like what's funny is like <laughs> I feel like we're growing up in in such a time where like the workplace has to be like this. It's this insanely friendly. Everyone has to, like no like no like no trigger words. Yeah, like, all these things. And I'm like, oh, the kitchen game, bro. That's different. It's never evolved. Like I kind of love that. I, yeah, it's it's never become. Like, it's never been allowed to become soft. Like, you can't be soft in a kitchen. I just don't think you can create at that level of excellence with this soft mentality or no. soft way of speaking. I just don't think when you're creating something so, like, like compact and so perfect, I just think it's human nature that you have to yell. Like it, No, it's the thing. It's like when you're creating something on that high level, like, think of F1. Oh, yeah. The pit crews. Have you seen videos oh, of yeah. like somebody messing up in a pit crew and then getting destroyed? Their afterwards? job is that twenty seconds, right? It's Eight like seconds. lesson. Yeah, yeah, like they need to be flawless to the millisecond. Otherwise, they're not going to win that race. Like, imagine being a Ferrari pit crew. Oh yeah. Like for one number one Italians, they're angry people yeah. <laughs> from experience. <laughs> right. I know they're angry people, and it's like in in such a high like. Such an elevated, like, atmosphere. Yeah. It's got to be flawless. What's interesting, and I think I've realized this, is how and you're bringing up, like, Italy as an example. I've never, uh, my only Italian experience is your family. Yeah. But I think what's interesting is how, like, environmental norms of, like, you can't even compare a normal workplace to a professional kitchen. And I think it's the same as you can't compare there's going to be similarities, but like a New Yorker and an Italian are just going to be different. Yeah. And what's normal in one place is forbidden in the other, you know, like I think growing up and like in a city and then we also now both live in a small town. Like if I, if you would have like the intensity of a New Yorker in a small town of a hundred thousand people, people would think you're rude. Yeah. People would think you're mean, you're abrupt. And I think working with people that, that live in like different environments, obviously mine's like just over, you know, online um but like the way that they speak they cut to the chase and there's no small talk yeah and there's no like oh like you know how's your dog doing compared to other environments where like and i think you might disagree but i think like that also has to do with like an age thing yeah i think when we have like a, a like a generation like millennials coming into leadership they're gonna like they plan out 
to have time to discuss like, oh, what'd you do this weekend? Yeah. Oh, you went to that bar. Oh, your dog's doing this. Like, I don't care about any of that. But when those people come into leadership, that's like, I've just worked with people, yeah. you know, and it's so, and then I don't know. I think I, I just realized like the type of work environment that I enjoy. Yeah. You know? Dude, I'm so bad at small talk. I, it makes me uncomfortable yeah. more than me being bad. I can fake it, bro. Yeah. I hate it though. Yeah, like when I was working behind the register at Theory. That's that's a job like I could never do. Yeah, the thing that I was good at was, hey, what can I get for you? This, this, and that. Okay, great, you it'll be ready. And then they'll be like, so what are you doing? I was like, mm, working, working. Like, <laughs> how, how's it even? I don't want. I mean, obviously, if it's somebody that I like, somebody that I know, I will. I love talking with people, yeah. but then it's in like in a work environment. I'm so bad at small talk. Like what's so funny is I am more in I'm more uncomfortable in a like strong willed meeting with someone who's way more successful than me. Like I couldn't I literally couldn't do that job because I couldn't get myself to do it. Like I, I'm so uncomfortable in small talk. Like yeah. I'm not I don't have social anxiety. I have small talk anxiety because I'm like, I can't talk about the weather anymore. Yeah. I don't care about your dog. You don't care. It's just like it's so uncomfortable for me because I'm like But I'm also I don't wanna be that guy that being like like just goes deep, yeah. <laughs> you know. Like, like I think there's a time and there's a place, but I, I think small talk just like it never evolves and it just gets, you know, it's just surface level. It's just tough. Yeah, and then there's gonna be something in the small talk where like they ask you something and they're expecting you to ask it back. We're like, we just gotta I like just get get to business. Yeah, dude. What do you? Yeah, what do you? I don't know. It's it like there's very few social things that I. What okay? This is a question. What percent do you think you are introvert? versus extrovert i think hmm i need introverted time in a day i just need it okay but i also can spend like a whole weekend with people like if we go on, if we go camping or go on a trip yeah. or something, i'm fine the whole time with them but it has to be people that i'm super close with totally like with our friend group i could spend all day all week like yeah. whatever we we can hang out but i think ideally I'd like to be like 40 introvert, 60 extrovert. That's probably pretty similar to me, actually. I think, yeah, it it's such a good point, like bringing up like the people, because being in a social setting like a concert, right, you're around a lot of people that you don't know, and you, you're you drained out. Yeah. Right? You're like, wow, that was a lot. It's only three, four hours. Not only are you, it's an experience, but then it's like, oh, also your close group of friends, I've realized like you can recharge and almost even like rest when you're with like close friends because it yeah. doesn't you're not having to exert a lot you're not having no. to like constantly make conversation you don't have to like fake who you are you can just like be you can just chill like if exactly. you if you've got a close enough friend like we've done it a lot you, right if you just if you want to hang out you just go over and just sit and do your own things that's, but you'll still hang out with your friend dude, if you can sit in silence with your boys that's it that's yeah. peak because it's just like you know you're with someone you know you're hanging out, but you're also not having to exert a lot. Yeah. You know, I would say I'm probably similar, if anything, a little bit more introvert. But I think it's also just like I spend a lot of my time alone because I work alone. But anyways, all right. That's it for the those topics. You guys sent in some questions yesterday that I want to get answered, um, some topics that you guys want us to speak on. So we'll do some some rapid fire here. All right. Um, okay. I'm not going to read out the names because I guess some of these could feel a little bit personal. Someone sent in, um, it was just topics that they want us to speak on. This one is how listening to negative negative opinions about you destroy you or break you apart. That's me fixing the broken English, but I, I think that's what they're they're trying to ask. So, 
Yeah. Like how to not get destroyed by negative opinions. Yeah. seems like that's what they're asking. That's hard because it's something that I struggle with. Yeah. I don't, I think first things first, I think no one has that figured out. Yeah. Um, I, I think it, we've talked about this on the show before and Josh can weigh in on this. I think it's, I, I think negative opinions. I don't know that you ever get to the point where you, they don't affect you. Cause I think celebrities are even affected by it and they are in the public eye a lot. I think you have to filter out what's meaningful, what's not, what's feedback, what's just rude. Yeah. Um, I think it, it, it goes deeper than just brushing it off. I, I'm a firm believer in brushing it off doesn't do anything because yeah. you just put it into a pile that you eventually have to deal with. Um, it's, it's a tough one. I think also who are you giving your power to? Who are you yeah. letting negatively affect you? Because there's things that we read all day that we read and leave on the screen and we don't let it affect us. I think it's also a build. I think you build it, right? Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? I mean, with me, say somebody on the street calls you ugly, but then somebody that you love says you're beautiful. Right. Which one are you actually going to listen to more? Yeah, exactly. Like, which one is actually going to end up meaning something to you? Personally, I think if somebody that loves you and somebody that you trust is telling you something and then somebody who you don't trust is telling you the opposite, you shouldn't be listening to those ones even a little bit. Like, yeah. don't even give it the time of day to think that it's true. Uh, yeah, I think it's like where... Where are you putting your power? All right, next one. Another one sent in. Uh, the importance of having a stable friend group and contact with your family. We've done probably three or four episodes on this. Yep. Uh, we're very firm believers that a solid friend group can change your life. 100%. Uh, it can set you up for success. Everything in your life is about who you're surrounded by, who you surround yourself with. Uh, contact with your family is also amazing because you'll get some of the best advice you can find from your parents because of the people who I 100 who agree. gave you life and who want to see you succeed and most. i think honestly like a lot of people like think it's not cool to listen to your parents i think it's one of the coolest things i think respecting your parents um frick okay i'll still make it to that sorry just gotta tell you that came through last night at 2 30 all right um yeah whatever i was saying there <laughs> yeah. yes yes it's cool uh, to listen to your parents it's cool to listen to your parents yeah i think respecting your parents is awesome i respect people who respect their parents i think as a teenager it's cool to not respect your parents i don't think that's cool no how to start a business as a teen we're rapid firing these things what how to start of, a business as a teen kind of business i don't know uh find a niche that you like yep um try and corner the market make sure it's not something that's super oversaturated yep but if you're passionate about it then try and make that work yep um follow your heart follow your dreams uh don't take no for an answer I would say be ready to compete. Walk in the room like you know it better than anyone else. That's not ego. Be humble and do that. Learn how to listen, and I think you can become the best in the room. Failure but is okay. Facts. Pros and cons of both red and blue pill culture. What, like this or that culture? This, this is a whole other episode. We'll talk about that another one. That's That that's, could be an episode in itself, uh, but not today. We'll, we'll get to that one, though. Uh, accepting change. I think accepting change is hard, but it's necessary. Super necessary. I agree. I think it's it's something that's inevitable in life. Um, I think it's okay to sit in it when it's hard. Um, I think moving past it just it, it catches up to you. Um, don't sit in it too long, but it's okay to sit and be like, "Dang, this is hard. Uh, yeah. Everything's changing." Um, work and fight for the relationship that you want to keep in contact in, in contact with. If it looks like you moving, um, yep, that's a good one. Okay. Um, y'all should join Finn Whitaker on his boat for a week. Finn, let us know. Maybe we'll make it happen. We'd be so down. Uh, book, movie, TV, show recommendations, my recommendations, The Bear, Josh, book recommendation for the people. Um, The Stormlight Archive. Stormlight Archive. Brandon Sanderson. All right. A uh, few more here. Um, uh, I don't, this isn't really a question. I guess this would be a topic that they want to hear us 
um, studying online because they force you. I'm not sure I follow. Yeah, I think a, a lot of our <laughs> listeners are from other countries, so I think it's uh, could uh, be a Google a language translate. language barrier. But I think they're saying like how to how to thrive in school when you're being forced to do it. I don't really have an answer for that. We didn't thrive in school. So. No. <laughs> Neither of us thrived in school at all. <laughs> so I think uh, that's a hard one. All right, you guys. Uh, thanks for sending in those questions. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Got real with you guys off the bat. Another Saturday in the books. Yeah. Um, it's been a very rabbit trail episode. We've gone from topic to topic. Felt it's real. my favorite episode to record. We talked about chefs. and I uh, feel like you guys probably really like listening to it because we talk about a bit of everything. Go check out Trevor Wisecup. I want to see you guys following him on Instagram because... Just some of the coolest photography I've seen. Go watch The Bear. Start um, leaving comments in Trevor's Instagram saying Juvie wants you. Facts. Go do that. Uh, you guys, we hope you're enjoying the last few weeks of your summer. I know school's coming around. We'll have an episode on that. When, what's it like to go back to school? We do that every year. We love that episode. We hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure you do all the fun things to support us. Appreciate you guys. That's a wrap. That's a wrap.